From Harvest Time, Face Center Church in Vidalia, Georgia, this is the Face Center Broadcast. Prepare your hearts to receive the powerful Word of God from the dynamic teaching ministry of Dr. Bernard and Valentina Hill. And now, let's join the Faith Center with Dr. Bernard and Valentina Hill. I am what it says that I am. I can do what it says I can do. I am a believer and not a doubter. I'm a doer and not just a hearer. And my life is better after having heard the word of faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of God. In 1 John 5, 4, our text, it says, For whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. You may be seated. In this lesson uh, we're going to be dealing with uh, today, uh, we're going to be dealing with how to make a comeback in ministry. How to make a comeback in ministry. You notice in our text, um, it let us know you can overcome every situation in life by faith. That is why the word of God is so, so important. That it takes me to overcome any situation that I find myself with. I have to overcome that situation by faith. And uh, when we talk about a comeback, uh, we're talking about a comeback is a spiritual process. It's a spiritual process of being restored back to or beyond a previous position, possession, or posture that has been lost through adversity. Again, a comeback is a spiritual process of being restored back to or beyond a previous position, possession, posture that has been lost through adversity. And we know we have found out that the the theme of the whole Bible is about man's comeback to God because we know that, um, that man sinned against God and man is on his comeback. But it is God who orchestrates our comebacks in life. And um, I'm telling you, um, when, you, when, you when you're on a comeback, uh, from experience, you have to come back by faith because your, feel, your flesh don't want to do it. Uh, but it is by faith that you have to begin to come back. You cannot listen to other people. You have to be in the place that you own your way back from the devastation that has been caused in your life. And I'm telling you, um, uh, the, Satan will, um, will tell you it's no use. But look at your neighbor say it's use. I have, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. And so uh, we in this life can expect to have difficulties because that is just part of living. But God has made a commitment to helping you on your comeback journey. We found out in Psalms 34, 19, it says that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivered them out of them all. In other words, I understand that I'm going to have some hard times in life, but God promised me he's going to help me through them all. So it doesn't matter what I'm going through right now. Yeah, I've done something bad, but that's all right. God is helping me back. Amen. 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 So it's important to know that uh, God is interested in, in your comeback. 
that, that you are not working on this by yourself. Psalms 37, 23 says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his way. In other words, uh, it, 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 just because uh, it says you're a good man do not mean you're not going to make no mistakes. Amen. All right? It said, but, but, uh, but God is going to help me come back. He, he, he helped me come back because uh, I found out that I'd done wrong and I'm repentant before God, so he's going to help me. He's going to help me on my journey back. But today I want, I, want to talk about, I want to talk about ministry because we've talked about comeback in marriage. We've talked about financial comeback. We talk about emotional comeback. We've talked about spiritual comeback. But I want, to, I want to talk about how you come back in ministry. How you, how you, how, how you make a successful comeback in ministry when, uh, uh, when you fail, when you falter. Now turn with me in your Bible to Ephesians chapter 4. Here in Ephesians 4, Paul teaches that every believer have a ministry. Every believer have a ministry. Now, when I talk about ministry now, uh, you're gonna find, I'm not talking about standing up here because folks, when you talk about ministry, right, they think you're talking about standing up here doing what I do. That ain't what I'm talking about. That's right. I'm not talking about this right here. And you're going to find out through this series I'm not talking about this because every time somebody talk about they call into ministry and everything, the first thing they want to do is get them a Bible, come up here and do this, and then they mess up. Because doing what I do, though it may seem like it's easy, it's not easy. I'm just anointed to do what I do. Amen. You got it? And so uh, uh, that's this not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about standing up here, doing this right here. But we first have to understand what ministry is really all about. And so when I talk about ministry, this, 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 this is going to be my definition um, uh, of ministry, what I'm talking about. <clears throat> um, So when we talk about ministry, we're not talking about just uh, you know, pulpit ministry. We, we ain't talking about that. That's there. Are oh, you in Ephesians, Ephesians uh, chapter 4? He says this right here. It says, look at verse 1. Therefore, the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. Here he's talking about vocation. He's not talking about your secular job. He's talking about the vocation of ministry. Because everybody in here... <clears throat> or everyone who is saved in here, they have, they have a ministry. And so let me, let me define right now what I mean by ministry. I'm talking about an act of service or care, an act of service or care extended to others that is born out of a heart of conviction and divine assignment. Let me say it again. When we talk about ministry, we talk about an act of service or care extended to others that is born out of a heart conviction and divine assignment. And so ministry is the hallmark of Christian service. In other words, when a person says that they are a Christian, the hallmark or proof of them being a Christian is their willingness to work ministry. All right? So turn with me in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians 12. It is, it is God who called people into service. We get saved so we can do something. It's not just going to heaven. See, a lot of people think I got saved. I'm going to come to church because it's going to, it's going to secure my seat in heaven. But that ain't why God saved you. Because if God saved you just to get you to heaven, then when he saved you, why did he just kill you? If he just wants you to get to heaven. 
So getting saved is not just me getting to heaven. Me getting, you know, we sing, you know, get on the train, you know, it's going to lead the ship, we're going to lead your, it ain't about getting on the ship. It's about being a person who is a person of service. Remember Jesus came, he said, I did not come to be served, but to serve. That's the hallmark of ministry, is to serve. All right, are you there? He says in verse 28, it says, 1 Corinthians 12, 28, and God has set, and God has what? Set some in the church, first apostles, secondary prophets, thirdly teachers, uh, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, governments, diversity of tongues. And so what I see here, right, from the text here, is that God calls or he set people in church to do particular things. All right? So uh, turn with me in your Bible to so Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. Now, our fulfillment in life is uh, linked to this service that God has called us to, our fulfillment in life. We are in the body of Christ and, has, uh, give, and, and God has gifted us with ministries and service in here. And, this is, and, and, and that's how you are fulfilled in church. You haven't been called here to be a pew setter. You have been called to serve and to care. Amen. Are you there? He said, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us what? Prophesy according to the proportion of faith. Or ministry, let us wait on our ministry, or he that teacheth on teaching, or he that exalts on exhortation. He that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence. He that soweth mercy with cheerfulness. Let love be without dissimulation, abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love in honor, preferring one another. And so ministry is all about caring for folk. That, that, that's, that's what it is all about. Ministry is not about you. Ministry is about you caring for the folk that show up. That's how the church was built. It's about people caring, not complaining about somebody, what they wear and all that. Kind. No, it's caring for them about what's going on for them in their life. And so um, here, Paul talks about here in Romans 12 about the believer recognizing their call into ministry. Now, every believer has, an, has, a, has to act has, or has an act of service and carrying responsibility that has been laid upon them because that is what the Christian walk is all about. The Christian walk is all about you serving, you ministering. When, when a person walked the aisle, you know, we tell people, right, except Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior, you're going to heaven. Yeah, but that ain't the full story. After you accept him as Lord and Savior, yeah, you're going to heaven, but you, now you got to serve folk. All right? It's not just the, um, it's, it's everybody's responsibility. Everybody's responsibility. I'm, I'm going to deal with it. Everybody's responsibility. Everybody's responsibility to do something. Everybody got to do something. 
Everybody's, everybody's got it. Everybody got a position to play. Part to play. Now turn to me by Ephesians chapter 4 because <laughs> out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, we have to let every word be established. And from scripture, you have to look at the reality of your call into ministry. Your call. No, you got, you got, you have to act. I'm, we go, I'm going to get you back, but I have to lay this foundation, help you understand that you have, everybody in here have a ministry. Everybody, everybody in here have a ministry. And you have to fulfill that ministry. Right? Are you there? Look at verse 11. And, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. For the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. And he goes on to say, talking about, till we all come to the unity. And so the whole, the, the, the um, if, if, if the body of Christ is going to be built up, the saints have to do the work. No, it's our responsibility. It's just like, you know, I, I come, you know, I do, I do my part. You got it. But I don't have the only part. He didn't give me the whole pie. The pie is cut in pieces. You got it? I, I, don't, I do not have all the gifts. All right, all right. And so you have to grow up and go beyond being bench members. It's time to work, work your ministry. Now, so um, I have to do something. Turn three Bibles to Acts chapter one, Acts one. Now, everybody has a part to play in ministry. It should never be on the shoulders of one person. Everybody have a part to play. It, it should never be on the shoulders. Everybody in here have a gift. Now, here, now watch it. Here uh, in Acts chapter one, it's talking about Judas who betrayed Jesus. But watch what it says in verse 17. It says, for he, talking about Judas, was numbered with us and had obtained part of this ministry. In other words, he says here, Judas was with us, but he had a part in the ministry also. The whole ministry was not on Peter. The whole ministry was not on James. The whole ministry was not on John or the others. Everybody had to play their part. Everybody had to play their part. Everybody play their part. This is what God does. He gives part of ministries to people or, or what I would call divine allotment. Everybody has a part to play and your part is your ministry. It's, it's yours not, if yours not functioning in part, you are robbing the rest of us. In other words, if you're not doing what you're supposed to do, you're robbing us. Everybody should be doing something. People come to church, they just want to hear the word, go to the house, no responsibilities. That's not how it works. Because if you really save, you have been given an assignment. That's if you really save. You got it. You've been given an assignment. All right, turn with me about to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. The reality of your calling into ministry is revealed in Scripture. It is a reality that every believer have ministry. I'm not talking, you know, when I talk about ministry, right, I am not talking about you doing what I'm doing. 
Now, it's not saying some will do what I'm doing, you know, but that's not everybody's. Because when people talk about I've been called into the ministry, the first thing they won't do is preach. No, that's, 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 that's how it is. That's, that's the first thing they won't do. They won't get a Bible in their hand and everything. God called me in ministry, so, you know, give me a platform. You know, this, this, this is how, how I do, you know, people out there come and say, you know, a uh, person came to my wife and I, we met with them. And they said, you know, God called me to come here to this ministry. I said, okay. All right, because, you know, yeah, I, ain't, I ain't, you know, I wasn't there when God told them. So I can't say, you know, God didn't tell them, you know. But still, I'm responsible for this church. So I told them this right here, right? I said, well, I said, uh, uh, that's good. I said, but uh, you can't say nothing in this ministry for a whole year. In other words, you can't have a platform for a whole year. You have to, I have to get Reverend Pharaoh out of you, and then you have to understand uh, my flow. And so, you know, meeting left, I thought what I was going to say, I ain't seen him since. I ain't, no, I ain't, I ain't seen him since. But God told him. So one of two things happened is they lied on God which is the direction I'm going in. Or they disobey God and they are still in disobedience. Because God never give you another instruction outside of the last one you obeyed. So, uh, you know, I'm not folk, you know, working in ministry, but, you know, I, you know, everybody ain't called to talk. No, everybody ain't called to talk. You got, you know, service. Sometimes, you know, service, you know, service could be, you know, you around here, your, your ministry could be picking up paper. Well, that's a ministry. Because, because trash laying around is a distraction. Or you, you know, or, or, or you could be, your ministry could be you standing at the door giving, greeting folk with a smile. That's, that's ministry. Because, see, they, you don't know if they had a, they, they could have, they have, they could have come here having a bad day. But when they come to see you, you smiling at them. Hey, how you doing today? Good to see you here at the Faith Center. Good to have you here with us. They see you smile, they get a smile coming in and a smile going out. And so, you know, so ministry, ministry is, ministry is, it could, you know, you could be out there directing traffic, you understand. Making sure all the cars are parked, are, 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 are parked right. That's ministry. You could be, you know, one, responsible for coming to church early, making sure the sound and everything is right. That's ministry. That's, that's, that's ministry there. You got it? Making sure, making sure things is ready for everybody. That, you know, that's ministry. You, I mean, you know, <clears throat> you know, singing in the choir, that's ministry. That's, that's ministry. And, 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 you know, that's ministry everybody can't do. No, everybody can't, everybody can't do that kind of ministry right there. Everybody, everybody, can't, everybody can't do that, that kind of ministry there. 
They take spe- it takes special, special gift for you to do that kind of ministry. That. But, but, but it's still ministry. They're, they're not here to entertain you. They're supposed to usher in, you into the presence of God. And so, and so everybody, everybody, you know, they, they have ministry. It's just, you know, the capacity. You, you have to get your thinking straight on what true ministry is all about. Are you in 2 Corinthians 5? He says this, verse 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new create creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Hunt your neighbor say, I have a ministry. I have a ministry. No, no, you you have ministry, and 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 the question that has the question that has to be uh, opposed is is uh, why why is your part so important? I'll tell you why, because God is limited in the earth through our obedience. God has limited His effectiveness in the earth through us. If you are all God have, is God in trouble? No, you got to answer. If, if, if I'm the only thing God has, is he in trouble? Because with some people in church, God is in trouble. Because they don't do nothing. No, we just might as well just be honest. They don't do nothing. They just show up. It's just like being on a team and never getting the game. No, it is. That's that's what it is. Turn, turn, all right, turn to Ezekiel chapter two. Ezekiel two. No, it's it's like it's like being on the team. You go get in the huddle. You hear the play, but you don't run the play. Well, why get in the huddle? You know what? Matter of fact, why even be on the team if you ain't gonna play in the game? Now, why? You know, you done, you done dressed out and everything. You know. You, you running out there, hoo, 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 you know, cheering and everything. Everybody cheering you on like you're going to be in the game. They, they see you when, you know, everybody running the huddle. You in the huddle and everything. Everybody think you about to do something. And then when the ball is snapped, you just stand there. On the field and everybody wondering, did they forget to play or are they on the losing team side? I call it the losing team because the devil's going to lose. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm going to make a comeback. Make a comeback. Make a comeback. I'm going to make a comeback. Are you on Ezekiel? What's it? Ezekiel 22. 22. No, you have to understand God is limited in the earth through our obedience. No, he, he done that on purpose. You got it? All right, watch this. Look at verse 30. It says, And I saw for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it. But what? I found none. In other words, God was looking for somebody. God, because it is initially, God really don't want to destroy people. But he got to find somebody in earth that's going to talk for them who he want to mess up. 
And here he said, I can't find me nobody. So I got to do what I got to do. Because there was someone who, was, who said they were on the team, but they did not participate in the game. And, and, and you have churches all over with people like that. They say they say, they say they love Jesus, but they don't never run the play. They never get in the game and be an asset to the team. Hallelujah. So I have to understand, my ministry is the key to my fulfillment. It's the key to my fulfillment. Turn from your Bibles to uh, Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians 2. My ministry is the key to my fulfillment. And see, um, fulfillment is linked to purpose, and purpose is defined by the maker. A lot of people are not fulfilled in life because they fail to do ministry. Your secular job will never fulfill you. Hear me what I'm saying. It will never fulfill you. Amen. It may pay, help you pay a bill, but you will never get fulfillment in a job. Amen. Your fulfillment is in ministry. Amen. All right, all right. Watch. I'm going I'm, to I'm, 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 I'm show you what the Bible says. Watch this right here. Are you there? Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, it says. Ephesians 2, 10. For we are his workmanship. Watch this. Created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. Well, the good works that he's talking about here is not my secular job. The good works he's talking about is me participating in kingdom activities. That, that, that when people come to church, you know, I, I, I've told you all before, you right, that, you know, some of you all hang out with the same people too much. Let, let me explain. <laughs> You know, we have, you have people who, who visit the church and everything, and then when church over, instead of you greeting them and telling them that they are welcome, you want to run to the same folk you done talked to all week. And, and you know, and, and we, uh, we, we, all, we let the church know every week who the visitors are. We're not just doing that just to be doing it, just say, you know, we want to sing, you know, the Welcome to Harvest Time song. That is for the purpose of the, those who are playing the game to see who they need to greet at the church. They should not just come here, sit through a service, and, then ha and be able to just walk out the church and ain't nobody said nothing to them. See, when you're not walking in purpose, when you're not walking in purpose, Everything else is an illusion of happiness. Amen. And we'll be short-term at best. Mm -hmm. It's only an illusion when you're not walking in purpose. See, I have been created to do what I'm doing right now. And that's why I'm fulfilled in life. See, fulfillment only comes when you live out created purpose. That's the only time you're going you're to have fulfillment is that you live out created purpose. You can go and get 20 jobs and they will not give you fulfillment. That's why people go to jobs and work and they still feel empty on the inside and they're miserable. And they go 20, 30, 40 years working one job that they hate because they thought that they can experience fulfillment in a job. 
This is what God called me to do. God called us to work in the kingdom. Your job is to sustain you here in the natural. Your job is not ministry. Ministry is done in the church. Dig they quiet on me this now, now people are not fulfilled. So you, know, you got to stop being a bench warmer. Amen. You, get, you, got, you, got, you, have to, you have to have a commitment. Ministry take commitment. Amen. You just can't have do ministry. What, what, would it, what, would it, what would it look like if I came in here and I just half studied? What, it would, what would it look like? It, it, it wouldn't be good on my part. No, you have to be in a place, right, that you understand that ministry take effort. You, you know, and when you're talking about excellence in ministry, it takes, it takes time for that to take place. You know, people, you know, people, talk, about, people talk about excellence when really, they're, they're, they, you, in order for you to function in excellence, you have to have excellence in your mind. Excellence doesn't start when you show up at the church. Excellence in your life starts when you're at home. If, 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 you, if you could just uh, walk by something at the house, you, then you're going to walk by the church. All right. That's, that's, all, that's all right. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. All right. And so there is a regiment for discovering your assignment. So turn to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. So the thing is, is this here, is that you have to be settled in your set place. You're in this church because God sent you here. And you are not in church for convenience, but for service. Not for convenience, but for service. You never disconnect with your set place. In other words, you never disconnect from the church. You, no, you ain't going to never understand every, why I make all the decisions I make. Because sometimes I'm crazy. You're not going to understand everything I do. No, you, you ain't going to understand all of it. Everything I do, you're not going to understand it all. So, you know, you just, you know, you just have to be settled where you're at and do what it is that you have to do. In your, everybody say, my set place. All right, are you there? Y'all there, 1 Corinthians 12? Look at verse 18, it says, But now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it hath pleased him. This is talking about the universal body, but what uh, goes for the universal body also is for the local body of Christ. And so here the Bible says that God set people in place. God set people in ministry for the purpose of the assignment of that ministry to go forth. And... Uh, when I, when I was, when I was uh, writing this, uh, I thought about my board in the back. You got it? I, I thought about my board in the back back there, you know, with all the, the, the ministries that, you know, it's laid on my heart for us to have here. It's, it's about service. And then people, we, you know, we should be well on the way in that Amen. as long as it's been there. Amen. But people want to sit on the bench. Ah, you know, I, I can't get, because that's going to take some of my time, you know. 
I had to be committed to somebody calling me. Oh, that, that must be the other doctor. You don't, you don't call. All right. That must be, that, that's the other doctor that's in the house. Only the doctors can let their phone ring because we don't call all the time. So my calling is defined by the vision I set under. In other words, um, whatever you're called to do is based upon the vision of this ministry. And I, th I think the vision of this ministry is, is, very, is, 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 is uh, very clear and very plain and, and simple. is that we train and teach others to go out and do the same thing. That's you know, basically nutshell it is, to just train and teach others in, 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 in the body of Christ. Building, up, building other people up. And that's what, we, that's, that's, that's what everything is based on. It's teaching other people. <laughs> Turn with me in your Bibles to Acts 16. Your calling is defined by the vision that you set up under. God, all through the scripture, you see God only talking to one person. He give the vision to one person and the other people, they go forth and help that person do what it is that God showed that one person. That's, you know, that's why, you know, uh, people have come to me and asked me, you know, you don't want to do that. I said, no, we can't. We ain't doing that. See, because me, I know. And God, you know, I, I, don't, I don't mind telling folk no. Because I understand our purpose, what, what it is that, we, that we're trying to transpire. It's a teaching ministry. We want to teach people. And that's, the, and that's the direction God has taken the ministry in. That's why we have a Bible college, because it's a teaching ministry. What to teach people. Watch this right here in, in Acts. Acts. Are you in Acts 16? Look at verse 9, it says, And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. Now watch, now watch, what, watch what it says. Thus stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him saying, come over into Macedonia and help us. And after he had seen the vision immediately, we endeavored to go to Macedonia, Macedonia assuredly gathered that the Lord had called us for, for to preach the gospel unto them. He only hit, Paul the one had the vision. But look at, look at their testimony. Their testimony was, uh, that uh, we endeavored to go to Macedonia, surely gather, gathering that the Lord had called us. In other words, Paul got the vision. They got connected with Paul, and because God called, God called Paul to go to Macedonia, and because they were hooked to Paul, God called them too. Amen. So vision is ministry is always hooked to one man and other people following that vision. It's not multiple visions in a church. It's one vision. And when you just when you have just one vision, then it's easy to, to go there. It would be, you know, it'd be crazy when we say, this is what God gave me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this week he, he gave me this vision. Then the next week I come in, yeah, yeah, I got another message. This is the vision right here. It doesn't make any sense. And but we have to be clear and precise in the ministry that God has called us into. And then, then we go forth. That's why, you know, I, I, ain't, worried, I ain't worried about what somebody else is doing, what, what their church is doing and all that. I ain't worried about that. And, okay, let them, much love, much love. I don't care nothing about that. 
Oh, you know, they're doing this right there over there. Okay, let them do it. Praise the Lord for them. That may be, their, that may be the vision of the pastor. But that's not the vision here at the faith center. Amen. You got it? Amen. You cannot take, or I do not allow you to take Reverend Pharaoh's vision and then put it in here. I understand what it is as a ministry we have been called to do. And everybody, that's why everybody do not fit this ministry. Amen. You got it? Because in this ministry, uh, this is a teaching ministry. You got it? And uh, I want, because the, the vision is for people to learn Amen. how to walk by faith and trust God under any situation or circumstance that they find themselves in. All right? Amen. Turn with me by to Proverbs 19. When God set, set you here in this ministry, he already knows what he placed in you. You're not here by chance. And not, not, and not George Chance. <laughs> no, you have, no, you have to understand the purpose of God is going to stand. No, the established purpose of God is going to always stand. His established person, pur purpose always stand. What God wants, God going to get. Because if you don't do it, He'll cut you off the team and put somebody else in your spot. And then he'll, he'll have you sit there and watch them be elevated in that position when he really wanted you there. Amen. And you get upset. Are you there? He says in verse 21, there are many devices in man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord, that's just staying. In other words, what God wants to happen, that's what's going to stand up. The counsel of God stands. It stands all the time. And you have to understand, God is not sorry for what he put in you to carry out ministry. But whether you obey or reject it does not change God. God sent you here because you have a part in this. Everybody say, I have a part in this. In Romans eleven twenty nine, 29, it says, for the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. In other words, God is not sorry for putting in you what he put in you. You are who you are because that's who God wanted you to be. That's why you, you know, uh, you, uh, you, should, you should be comfortable in your skin. Be satisfied with where you at. You have to be satisfied. So Satan works overtime to keep you from doing your part. He works overtime. He wants to keep you from being committed to the church so that ministry cannot go forth. Turn with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. 1 Thessalonians 2. Satan, y'all be careful on that. We be careful on that road, man. Be careful on that road. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. Are you there? Look at verse 18. 1 Thessalonians 2, 18. Wherefore? We would have come unto you, even I, Paul, once and again, but Satan hindered us. In other words, Paul wanted to go back to him, but Satan hindered him from coming. See, Satan will work overtime to keep you from doing what it is God called you to do in ministry. He, 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 he will work overtime. And so some of you have experienced setback, a setback in ministry and don't even know it. See, a setback is when you lose passion for the things of God. That's a setback when you have lost the passion. Amen. 
You may be still doing your routine, but your heart is not in it. You need to make a comeback. You are in a place, but the place is not in your heart. And that's a bad place to be. You're in a place, but the place is not in your heart. You're doing something, but what you're doing is not in your heart. You've had a setback. And it's time for you to come back. Time for you to come back. Now turn through your Bible to 2 Corinthians chapter, chapter 1. So you have to be motivated in your ministry to do what God calls you to do. You have to be motivated. See, no, nobody comes to me and tell me to study. I'm, a, I'm, I'm, what, I'm what they would call a self-motivator. I self-motivate myself. When I first got saved back in 1984, it was just dropped in me that you have to study. It had nothing to do with preaching. I didn't know the call. Of, I, I didn't know the call of God in the sense of knowing the call of God was on my life. But but I I, I studied. You got it. And 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 uh, Pastina, Pastina let you know that that's all I spent all my time doing. Now I was in the military on lunch break. I didn't go to lunch. I went study the script. I read I read my Bible. That was my lunch. That's that's, that's all I done. So I so so I, I'm uh, a, a self motivated person when it when it comes to that. When we got back, back here to the States, I, I'll sit at my in-law's house because, you know, uh, I was still in the military. We ain't had nowhere to stay, you know. And, uh, I mean, we had somewhere to stay, but I, you know, come down, I spread out all my books. That's all I do. The whole time I was there, that's all I do. I spread my books out and I just study. I be have my Strong's out, my Vines, and my, my, my Bibles and everything. Just, you know, stuff. I wasn't preaching. I ain't passing no church. I just, I just saw in the Word of God. God told me to do it, so I'm just going to obey God and do what, do what it is that God told me to do. I didn't understand that I was going to be one day doing this right here, what I'm doing. It must be one of them forests. That's I know it. I know it. You all right. You good. You good. You good. You good. You good. <laughs> no, you, you have to. But see, part of my assignment, though, is to motivate you to study. That's part of my call. That's part of my ministry. It's to motivate you that, uh, and help you to see the importance of doing it. Now, you may not, you may not, uh, you may not stand uh, before people and, and teach them the word of God, but it's still your responsibility to study the word of God because you're still going to be up under the attack of the devil. So you have to study. Still, your flesh is going to want to get out of control. And the only safeguard that you have is the scriptures. David said, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. And so, and so my thing is to, to come here and teach you and to motivate you, help you see the importance of, 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 uh, of, of the word of God in your life. Remember, I always tell people I only, when, they, when they come join the ministry, right, I say, I only, I'm only going to do three things. There's, there's just three things. So you won't have no uh, misperceived ideas about what I'm going to do. So I put it out there up front. I'm going to do three things. I'm going to love you. I'm going to live a righteous life before you, and I'm going to teach you the word of God. If you want anything else, you need, you need to go Pookie Church. Because Pookie may give it to you. I ain't, I ain't giving it to you. Them three things, I'm going to love you, live a life before you, teach the word of God. That's all I'm going to do. 
because that's my responsibility. That's my assignment. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to motivate you to study the word of God, help you to understand that the word of God is what you need in your life. Because it is the word of God that guides you in your ministry. And we found out from the scripture that you do have a ministry. How'd your neighbor say, I have a ministry? Yeah, you have a, you have a ministry. You have a ministry to do. Yeah, you have, you have, you have a ministry. Are, are you out of there? That's tell y'all go to 2 Corinthians 1. He says in verse 4, who, who comforteth us uh, in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are, are comforted of God. In other words, God gave me something that I may help somebody else. He comforted me that I may help comfort somebody who needs some comfort. That's what ministry is all about. It is for serving and caring for people. And when you just sit there week after week, just come and go, come and go, you have had a setback. When you have lost the zeal that you have for God, when you first got saved, you had a setback. And that setback can stay on you for years. You have to function out of purpose. Do what it is that God wants done or what he wants you to do in life. And so if you forget that others are going through challenges, it is easy to walk away from your ministry. You have to be willing to help others. People walk away because they lose sight of the purpose of ministry. Because they think it's about them. It really is about the people that God has showing up. That's what ministry is about. It's about all of you all. Now, <sighs> y'all know I got to have my example, you know. I got to have my example. So, uh, where he go? I'm going to do my, where my dad-in-law go? Where he go? He outside. Did he Deacon Hodge, go get, I need, I need him right here because he's going to be key to my, key to my example. Uh, while, while, while he's coming, uh, but they think you come and you come on you. No, no, you're not you because I need you listening. Come on, my boy. I need you listening. I'm, you just hold time. Okay. Where is he at? Okay, I may have to use somebody else. Okay, y'all, you're sitting right there. No, no, because see, ministry is about helping others. You got it? Through the process, because God helped you. It's like this right here. <clears throat> you do something, God forgive you, then somebody do something against you, then you don't forgive them. Come on, come on, D, come on. Lord have mercy. I'm going to hear this. I'm going to hear this. Stand right here. Stand, I, need you, I need you to stand right here. Now, my dad been in church all his life, or most of his life. He'd been in church long and he'd been, you know, more, praise the Lord. So, but watch this, watch this. Because he has been in the church a long time, you got it? There's things that he has experienced in church. There's information that God has, or those experiences that God has allowed him to experience. Those experiences was not for him. 
You got it? He had another generation that came up, right? He is supposed to minister to him. When he, when he see him about to go down the direction, go in the direction that he been down, he know the road, right? Because he done traveled the road. He lets him know the devastation that's down that road. Amen. You got it? If he does not let him know the devastation that's down the road that he is about to travel and he's been down that road, he is not fulfilling the ministry that God gave him. And so let's say that he, get, he, he passes it on to him. He gives it, and let's say, let's say he does listen. Because a lot of folk won't listen to you because, you know, I'm a man. I do what I want to do. You got it. But let's just say he listened. And then in time, because God needs, him, need, God needs him to listen to him because there's a turmoil working over here. Move over here. There's a turmoil working over here. He hasn't met him yet. Because sometimes you can be going through something, not because it's for you, it's because there's other people going to come in your life later that's going to need you to have had that experience so that they can be able to walk down that road and not be destroyed. Amen. So he tells him, right, they haven't met yet. So through the process of time, God brings him into the picture, into his life. And because he listened to him, he relays the information to him, right, about what it is that he's going through because he see him getting ready to go down the same road that he was being ready to go down. And he now can relay the experience of him over here to him because he listened and it kept him on course. Now, if he listened to what he has to say based upon his experience, then he will stay on course. Amen. You got it? In all of it, ministry is what is taking place. And it could be a line of individuals going down from this, from this one experience right here who's been around a long time. There's a lot of people who benefited from him going through having that one bad experience. But that's what ministry is about. It's that he is going to care for him. And then he is going to care for, for him, and then he care for the next person. He's not complaining or anything like that. He's not going to give him information and say, well, if you, you, could, you could really, you could really uh, win if you don't make this mistake I made, and then you may be successful in that foolishness. No, he's going to tell him, look, this is the devastation you're going to experience when you do that. And if you listen to me, you will not have to experience what it is I experience. And like I said, he listened. He gave it to him. And then all of them walked out of it with God being glorified in the experience that he had to have. Because God will have you to have an experience in life that could have been devastating for you, but it's going to minister to somebody else. Give God a hand of praise for them. John chapter 4. Y'all hurry up. John chapter 4. Now, you experience setbacks when you lose the same or the, or the sense of urgency about ministry. So you have to have the sense of urgency about ministry. You have to keep that. I, I have to do this. My, my main motivation, my main focus in life is my ministry. All right? Are you there? 
John chapter 4, look at verse 34. It says, Jesus said unto them, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Say not you, there are yet four months. In other words, don't say it's time or somebody else going to do it. And then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are right, white, all ready to harvest. In other words, Jesus says, get your focus right. Jesus said, it's harvest time. In other words, you have to look at really what the kingdom is all about. And the kingdom is about harvesting people for the kingdom of God. That's what ministry is about. It's getting in the place that you have a heart, you have a care and a concern about people who show up to church. And you get out of all your cliques and your groups and you go out and you mingle and let people know that you love them and that you care about them. And you find out what's going on with them. You already know what's going on with, with other people. Uh, come here, Sister Scott. I just said, come here, come here, uh, um, come here, Dollar. Come here, because y'all know these two right here. <laughs> praise the Lord. They, 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 they become a good example for you right here. <laughs> Don't be looking like that. <laughs> now, <laughs> y'all know each other. Yeah. All, right, all right, I'm just, you know, they know each other. They know each other. Now. I, you know, I don't want to, I, I, uh, when y'all mind, when y'all mind, you want to come, you want to come, as my example, come on, come on, okay, now, you, do you know them? Okay, all right, that's good, that's good, that's good, you don't know them. You may, you may need to count it a blessing. <laughs> now watch this, now watch this, this is, because this, this, this is, this is what we're trying to break, right? Now, they know each other, right? You know, they graduated from Bible college, right? And uh, I, I had to get on them all the time. Because they sat beside each other, and I'm, I'm teaching, right? They talking. <laughs> they know I'm telling the truth, ain't they? I know I'm telling the truth. Who fault was it most of the time? Okay, see? <laughs> she threw her under the bus. <laughs> That's your buddy. <laughs> That's your buddy. She threw you under the bus. Okay, watch this. No, watch this. No. No, they know each other. You got it. And they, they communicate all the time. But I, so after church, why do they need to talk? Amen. You have someone right here who just showed up, Amen. who don't know them, that they need to minister to because she, she, God brought her. She may think, you know, she came for one reason, but we understand the sovereign purpose of God in things, that God have her here because there's some needs that she have in life. And so instead of them, you know, you know with... Uh, uh, talking about what they talk about, right? They should be focused. You got it? There is someone new here that we need to, we need to minister to. And they, you know, y'all, I'm going to have y'all to do what y'all don't do, okay? All right. Okay. So they would come here. Now I tell you what, you come here. Okay. So what they would do is, is they, 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 they would come and they would greet her. You got it? <clears throat> and they would, they would, present themselves in a place of trying to find out how she, how she need to be ministered to. Now, I ain't talking about preaching. You got it. I'm not talking about doing what I'm doing. Because we're talking about servitude. 
We're talking about how, what can we do to serve you? What's going on in your life that we can help you? Now, now she, because she don't know them, she may be apprehensive about sharing what it is, right? That's why the Bible says the man who wins souls is wise. You got it? Because the approach to this becomes very important to the success of your ministry. You got it? So how they approach her is going to be vital. So they come and they don't dig deep for her. You know, this is, you know, um, what you, what you, you going with something different this week? Okay. This Sister Tandra and this Sister Scott, right? And so they, they will come to her and say, I'm just, I'm just God. you know, we just want to greet you. Thank you for coming to uh, Harvest Time. And, uh, we just love you being here. And uh, we, hope, we just hope to see you again because uh, we love serving people. And if there's anything, you know, that you need from us, you got it, uh, we're here for you. And what you have done is that, what they have done, they have empowered her. And they have, they have put the ball in her court. And she understands that if I need help, I know where to go. Now, if she do not capitalize on that, then that's going to be on her. But we can't, we, can't, we can't go out like that. Because she's a visitor, what did she get? She got her a card. You got it? I know you didn't get one of them red things because we had already done that, right? She, she had got an envelope. And she, if she, she filled that out. You got it? They got her name. On the card, it's going to say, uh, is it all right uh, on, that they fill out? Is it all right that someone from the ministry uh, get in touch with you? Most of the time, they're going to say, yeah. See, that's the doorway. They're going, they're, they're, you know, just, just, you know, just, just uh, accepting them, you got it? Just, you know, just accepting them where they at. Because it's ministry. Caring and concern. And just talking to her. And then when, 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 when she see that, you, uh, that, uh, they, that someone cared, then she's going to open up to them. But the initial contact has to be made in the church. The ministry, ministry is not just in church. Ministry is outside the church because people spend most of their time outside of church than they do in church. So she don't need to be ministered to just in church. She needs to be ministered to out, just out of church because there's things that she may want to share with one of them who have showed interest that she don't want to say to anybody in public. She want to say it in private. But that's, 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 the, that's the ministry. But what happens is, is that, I want you to stand right over You know, she's here. She's standing by herself. Y'all face each other. You know, they've been, in, so they, they talk, they talk to each other. They got to turn their back up. And so they, they did not, they are not fulfilling ministry responsibility. You got it? What y'all talking about? They up, you know, they up here talking and everything. I'm, I'm trying to give my lesson. They up here talking. I told them that's what they do. They just. You know. No, so, so watch this. She then feels isolated. And say, them folk over there don't care. They in their own little world and everything. Have their own little click, right? And they don't care. When we should come out of that, talk to them. Build a relationship with it because ministry takes time. It took me a long time to get to Elder Johnson. <laughs> no, it took me, it took me a long time. It took me a long time. But, yeah, but now, you know, you got it. No, you got, to, you got to spend the time with folk. You got it? You can't be going, you know, I ain't, I ain't going over there because, you know, that person smoked. Okay, you don't. 
It does not mean you have to participate in, in what they're doing. You're trying to minister to them. I went to El Johnson, I was over there, but you know, they, you know, they were smoking and drinking. Since Johnson, boy, she hit the, she licked the bottom of the bottle, you understand? You know, you know, you know no, 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 Sister Johnson, she turned that joker up right. I'm thinking she gonna drown herself, you understand? She pull it off, you understand? And she had that, she had that new port, you understand, in the hand like that right there. In the other hand, she was pulling that thing up, and she, I just hear, oh, Lord. <laughs> Watch this. No, you have to understand, but I hung in there because I understood what the Bible said. I had spent all that time studying the scriptures, understanding the purpose and plan of God in people's life, and I could not sabotage their life because of my foolishness. Amen. And they can sabotage her life, what it is God wants to do in her life, because they want to get caught up in their foolishness. Get them hands. I got to go, I got to go, I got to go. <laughs> Four reasons why people experience setback in ministry. Four reasons. Four reasons why people experience setback in, in ministry. I got to hurry up, y'all, because others have discouraged them. People discourage you. You know, you're going to get discouraged in ministry. Everybody, everybody's, you know, not going to do things the way you think they should be done. You're going to experience some discouragement in ministry. I mean, I, you know. <sighs> Number two. Because of cynical others. Because you are connected with someone who is critical. They smile, but they're negative. In other words, they smile, and every time they tell you, shoot, I don't like what they do over here. Why you, why you over there working and doing that right there? And when they doing this like this and that right there, you know. Cynical. Number three, because they get offended. And they're not strong enough to rebound. They get offended. Because, you know, my, my, my sway, my flagger about stuff, you, you can get offended. No, because no, I, I can just walk by you, you understand? No, and, and if, you, if you operate that pastor they talk to you all the time, I'd be the wrong one. Because I ain't going to talk to you all the time. How many of y'all know that about me? I ain't talking to you. It's just like, uh, I remember uh, the McGurk. <laughs> my dad-in-law said, no, that's my dad-in-law. No, my dad-in-law, he tell, I walk by him. No, I'm not partial. And that's my dad-in-law. I walk, I walk by him, won't say nothing. Look at Ma, she said, they, they, know, they know how, no, they know how, I, <laughs> what, <laughs> what? No, so, so, you know, if you easily get your feelings hurt, you know, <laughs> you shouldn't be easily offended. Number, number four, because of unwilling others. Unwilling others. In other words, your ministry is not received. You have a setback. Oh, you know, I'm, go I'm going over here to them because they, won't, they, they, they don't recognize me. Well, let God recognize you. The Bible says your gift make room for you. It may not make room here, but it make room for you. <laughs> it may, no, it may not be here, but it make room. But no, it'll, it'll make room for you. No, if it, if it, because your gift will be in line with the vision. You got it? I, I be, no, I, can I get 10 more minutes, y'all? 10 more, just 10 more. All right. Uh, 
seven personal reasons you might have had, you might have had a setback and you need to make a comeback. <sighs> Number one, lack of discipline in, prior, uh, in priorities to stay focused. In other words, uh, you're not a disciplined person to stay focused. That's why you had a setback. Not discipline, lack of discipline. Number, number two, besetting sins. In other words, you get caught up in sin. And when you get caught up in sin, you're going to have a setback. Besetting sin. And then number three, a dissatisfaction with your present calling because you desire to be like another, uh, like another person. You're not satisfied where you're looking at what, how somebody else is flowing in their anointing and then you get jealous. And you have a setback. Oh, I, God didn't call me to do. He called me to do this over here. And jealousy will get you into a place, right, into, in ministry in, in, in the area. You, not, you do more damage than you do any good. What number, number, number four, uh, mishandling correction. Mishandling correction. In other words, you get corrected, right? Then you want to call, you want to go run what I call and start you a renegade ministry. No. Jeremiah 48.10 says this: Cursed be he that doeth the work of the Lord deceitfully. A curse on you. And cursed be he that keepeth back his sword from blood. In other words, the one who worked deceitfully and the one that won't fight. Number five, unmet appreciation and celebration <laughs> that you uh, let diminish your ministry. In other words, you get upset because then nobody recognize you. Well, who you do it for? I had, you know, uh, everybody said years ago, years ago, <laughs> I had a person, an associate pastor here. This is why uh, 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 I said I'd never have another, that'd be my wife who partnered with me. Uh, they got upset with me because uh, they felt that I did not recognize them. And I, my thing was, was that who you doing it for? <laughs> you know, who, who, who you doing it for? Because, you know, it was years before I would have even let them do, do a pastor appreciation here for me because I'm doing it for God. I don't care if y'all appreciate me now. I, I, I need God to say he's satisfied. So people get caught up in that. Number, <laughs> number six, an, un, an, an attachment to established careers which are difficult to forsake for ministry, for ministry. In other words, you're so caught up in your career that you can't do ministry. It's just like, it's just like this. When I was in the army, right? That's why, you know, God, God bless you because I ain't, I ain't, I ain't you know, too big to drop nothing for ministry. I was in the army, right? And I had a prom I had a promising career. I mean, they had sent me, they sent me out to kind of schools and everything. And uh, so one day God told <laughs> I was in prayer, God told me, you, you need to get out. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, what? I'm looking at being a sergeant major. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, you need to get out. Now, you know, Tina, well, she was, she, but when I had talked, I had talked to her before, you know, about, you know, doing something. She said, no, no, she didn't want to do that because, you know, you know how women are. They want that security. You got it. They looked at military back then as being the security. I don't know how security is now. And so I called. I said, this is what God told me. He told me, get out. And so uh, 
Long story short, I obeyed God. I got out. And God opened the door where uh, when I got out, I walked into uh, a position uh, that was uh, paying me the same thing I had. I was getting in the military. And then he began to open doors for me to, open door for me to go to college. And then when I finished my bachelor's, uh, he said, okay, I need you to leave your job. Oh, what? <laughs> you know, what? And so I left, but guess what God done? When I was willing to obey ministry, God always opened the door for me. When, I put, when, when ministry was priority, he opened the door for me to, to do what it was I was doing. And so I, he opened the door uh, for me to go to, um, uh, I got accepted into uh, C, uh, CPE because that's hard to get into. And, I, you know, I was talking to it at my time, uh, my pastor, Aaron Reeves, and, uh, and uh, you know, he was saying, well, I was working, uh, he opened the door for hospice. I would start working hospice is what it was. And, uh, and then the door for CPE was open, and, and man, they, I, you know, I went to interview and everything because it's hard, you know, and, uh, and they called me. And then they said this right here. Now, they, they, you know this guy. They called me, and then they asked, they said, uh, would, do you want to be a resident? Resident? I said, I got a house. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, because I don't know how to. No, I said, I have a house. You know what I'm saying? They said, no, residency is, is that we're going to pay you. We're going to pay you to go to school while you're in school. And they said, uh, now we know it's not much. We're just going to give you $29,000. <laughs> now, today, that ain't much money. I'm not talking about today. But see, that's what God does when ministry is priority. But see, ministry did not become priority when I started passing the church. Ministry was priority when I was in Germany. When I had just got saved, ministry was priority to me. Nothing else came before ministry. And see, so I'm where I'm at today because ministry has been priority. I, I don't, you know, I don't set up a salary here because ministry is priority. I want church stuff taken care of. I would prefer to lack than the church. Everybody say priority in ministry. And so uh, you, you, you can't be attached, so attached to your career that you can't walk in ministry. All right, and, and let, me, let me make it clear. Don't you go quit your, quit your job now. <laughs> you understand? That ain't what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, right, that you're so ingrained in your, in your career that uh, you can't uh, obey God. You're you so into it that... that Ministry will lack before your job lack. You show up early for your secular job, but you're late for church. Number, number, what number one? Number seven, we have a personal, la uh, you, have, you have a personal laziness. In other words, we ministry because of duty and not devotion. Just do it because of duty, because you're lazy. It's my duty, and, and you're not going to put your all in it. How much, how much, am I? 12 ways to, to make a comeback. This is going to be 12 minutes. I got five minutes, five minutes. 12 ways to make a comeback. Hurry up, hurry up. 12 ways. Number one, realize you are out of place. Realize you're out of place. Number two, you have to repent for missing the mark. Have to repent for missing the mark. Number three, you have to resubmit to spiritual authority because that's what some people don't like to do. They don't like resubmit to authority. Number four, you have to revise your devotion time because you slip. In other words, you got, you got, you got to start back up. Uh, number, 
Number five, you have to refire the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Got to tell the Holy Spirit, give you that, that fire that you had in your life when you first got saved, when you first got started on the course. Number six, uh, you have to reinfuse your life with the, with the compassion of Jesus. You have to have, start having compassion, reinfuse your life. Number seven, you reaffirm your calling with a confession of success in ministry. You talk about everything else, you got to start talking about how successful you are in ministry. Number, uh, number eight, you have to remove all previous uh, derail, derailment influences. In other words, whatever caused you to have a setback, you got to get rid of it. Number nine, return to the assignment and complete the task. In other words, go back to it with the passion of God and complete it. Number 10, remember whose ministry it is. It's not yours, it belongs to God. It's God's ministry. Number 11, uh, rely on God to reward you and not others. But rely on God. I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing it for God. Number, number 12, and then you have to re resolve never to quit. Never to get off track again because your best days are after your comeback. You know what? When you look at the heroes in the Bible, you know their better days was after they come back, after they had made a mistake. That, those were the good days, after they, after they had made their mistakes. That's when they came back. When you look at Peter, Peter denied Jesus, but on his comeback, he was better, he was, he was better on his comeback. Look at Samson, when Samson fell into the lap of Delilah. Had his eyes gouged out by the Philistines. But when he repented before God on his comeback, he killed, the Bible says, more in his death than he did in his life. Because it's something about learning from your mistakes. Amen? It's something about learning from them. And I'm telling you, you will have a better life when you come back from the devastation, the devastating life that you live. And I'm telling you, when you talk about ministry, ministry is fulfilled in the life of an individual who has faltered and failed and they have made a decision, I'm coming back out of this. I'm going to rise to the occasion. I'm going to be like David. I'm going to be like Samson. I'm going to be like Moses. I'm going to be like Peter. I'm going to be like Paul. All of them who had setbacks, who came back. Now, today, we talk about them who have come back, and we do not talk about them who did not make their comeback, do we? And so I'm telling you, you got to get fired up about ministry. You got to get fired up. You got to be on time. Got to, you know, <clears throat> I'm going to do this. Because it's to the glory of God. And I'm telling you, if you're a believer today, there's a ministry in you that is waiting to be released to impact the life of all of those who show up, who God bring in your life, that you can minister to them. And I'm telling you, the ministry is good. And I'm telling you, it tastes good. Oh, taste to see that the Lord is good. There's something sweet about a comeback. I'm telling you, I had to make some comments.